0: And welcome to episode seven of Article twenty three. Sonia and Kitsik here again and I've wrestled the hosting chair back from James Hancock oh, who joins oh. me today.
1: <laughs> My arms. Good and to as always
0: <laughs> Rhonda laughing mad in the background.
2: Great to be here, thank you.
0: It seems like we all enjoyed our discussion last week about funny job titles, and we received some absolute doozies from you during the week.
1: Yeah, I love these. We've collected a bit of a list. Chief Flavour Officer, Cat Behaviour Consultant, Bread Scientist. That's what we need.
2: I want to be a bread scientist, just quite That's my dream job. Yeah,
1: I mean, you eat it twice a day. Uh, (laughs) Pornography Historian, Uh, a lot of extensive research there. (laughs) Evangelist, and In-House Philosopher.
2: And my other favorite was uh, a chief storyteller, which sounds like fun. That sounds fun and I wonder if they get like a small group of children to come in every day to make you feel good about your job too. Yeah, that's No, you'll cool. be surprised if it's actually a marketing machine designed
0: to drive oh. commercial outcomes. Oh. Mm. oh, which is, which is good. Has that killed your optimism a little bit? No. <laughs> Not
1: at all. <laughs> Not possible. So, Look,
0: thanks for sharing these. They've been a huge source of um, giggling from us in the office, but um, now let's look at the podcast. Today, we're tackling a pretty big topic, which is the new frontier of employee engagement, and we're going to really dive deep into belonging, which is a concept we've been exploring and building for some time now at Moir. But first... I had a really interesting call last night from a friend um, she's very active on the job market and she shared a job job with me um, with one sentence highlighted and, and the message was, what does this mean? And um, the sentence she's highlighted was, you know, you must be prepared to do whatever it takes to get the job done. Mm. So what does that mean? So mm. really I read that and I'm like, dude, they're going to work you like a dog. They're not going to give you much in terms of food, shelter, or water, and they're going to pretend it's a high-performance culture. So, mm. if you want this job, be prepared for fourteen hours a day. Uh, this little exchange kind of got me thinking around. You know, we're really good at decoding job advert. Uh, sorry, real estate adverts. So, cozy is small yeah. and yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, blank canvas, derelict yeah. crack shack. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> are we any good at kind of decoding job adverts? So I thought I'd put us to the test, mm. Rhonda. When you read. You need to be exceptionally
2: well presented. What does it mean? Easy. Uh, Iron your hair into a smooth, but buoyant bob. (laughs) Wear expensive clothes and spend a lot of time every day grooming. Diamonds, pearls, and extremely high shoes. Yep,
0: ding, Mm. ding, ding. James, work hard, play
2: hard.
1: Yep, work super long hours, get drunk together as a team, sleep under your desk and repeat.
2: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) better better than ironing your hair though.
1: Well, I think so, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I haven't tried one of the two. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Last one. This is a bit of an interesting one we're divided on, but when we talk about competitive salary package, what does that mean?
1: Yeah, I think for me it means basically it's not competitive, (laughs) it's off-market. Yeah, I think it means that we're saying something that's a bit different, particularly around base pay when I've seen that one in the past.
2: Or if we were to park, Just a little bit of a cynicism. Sometimes people would write that as merit. Like if you're in an industry that's renowned for rubbish wages or low or very low award wages, um, you'd want to let people know that you're better than most. So you'd sort of put that out there. Mm. Um, So if you see this advert, you'd certainly be in looking at the job. Um, You'd be asking a few questions before discarding it, I think. You said a phrase which is actually very compelling. We're better than
1: most, and I think that's um, mm.
0: you know maybe that, yeah. It, well, I might just leave that hand in the air. <laughs> it's
1: just when everyone writes it, you know, it's hard to know. What so
0: means. thank you. If you need some you know job adverts decoded, we'd love to help you out. So you can always hit us up on our socials: so LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or if you're one of the 441 people that follow us on Twitter, you can hit us there too. Um, but without any further ado, let's
2: talk belonging. Yes, let's. We love this topic, so we start with, what is belonging?
1: Yeah, totally, I think that's the easy bit. Belonging is quite simply a feeling um, or having a feeling of affinity for a place, group, or situation. It's a feeling that you fit in and that you're included. And the next bit is why that matters.
2: And that's pretty straightforward Mm -hmm. as well. So most of the research about belonging has, of course, been done with children in child Mm -hmm. development psychology. Um, What creates a feeling of belonging is the big question people are trying to answer. And then what difference does it make to things like confidence? So if a child feels that they belong, they are more confident, they can sort of um, feel like they're where they ought to be. So, and it even extends right across to things like feeling like you belong and how that underpins a sense of purpose. So you can actually feel like I'm where I ought to be with people who want me here doing what I should be doing.
1: Yeah, and then on the flip side of that, you look at what happens when you feel like you don't belong and you see something like anxiety, which is where you're that fish out of water and you're not fitting in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know what I love that despite this, you know, being really loaded in psychology, you can explain in a way that we all understand. So we all know the feeling of what it means to belong. Um, so when we yeah. think when, so I think that's incredibly powerful and very inclusive. So what's new in our thinking about belonging and work?
1: Yeah, I think, yeah. This, I think this is where it starts to get really interesting. So I think that belonging is not just foundational for kids, as Rhonda said, but it's for all of us. Um, it matters so much for the work that we do. If we belong, we fit in. We're confident. We feel included. We can mm-hmm. be ourselves, our best, give our best contribution. Feel like others un- understand us, and that it's worth having us around. Um, it's even good thinking now, um, or it's evolving thinking now that belonging supports innovation. Yeah, because if people are really confident and feel that they belong, they can throw out ideas, be creative, and bring the full diversity that they that they each have. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I, I I love the idea. I love the idea of belonging, and I love the impact that feeling like you belong has on every one of us, and the work that we've been doing to understand it and then measure it, and then to determine how best to use it is, I think, really exciting. Yeah. Um, I'm not a fan of engagement scores as we know, but it's very <laughs> cool to look at what belonging will replace. And so certainly we've spent ages and millions and gazillions of dollars mm, on measuring. Yeah, there's a lot of cash money. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of cash money um on on measuring engagement which is largely answers to a very 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 long set of questions Mm. um where we try to constantly score higher and higher and higher and Mm. we try to win engagement and we know that as human beings we will game a score if we think we have to win it that's just what we do Mm. yeah and then we moved on to very cleverly net promoter and aligning people to customers hasn't really worked through that way either. And after all, employee experience and customer experience, which we wrote a blog about this week, mm. is actually so fundamentally different because CX is a little bit like a coffee date, a customer experience, and EX, employee experience, is more like a marriage. So very, very different concepts and trying to squish them into the same measures just hasn't been very successful.
1: Yeah, really true. We've all heard of Five Stay Alive when it comes to engagement, may have participated themselves. <laughs> Not at one. Two, Not at this we're doing the
0: survey now, Michael. Of course I'm 100% <clears throat> happy every day. <laughs>
1: uh, and also the idea, I guess, through Net Promoter of giving me a 10 when it comes to um, the customer scores. That's the reason why we're looking belonging, at belonging in such a unique way. It's not about being high or low. It's not really about a numerical score. It's not about good and bad. It's a continuum between two options. And both of the options are good. Yeah. And it's what matters more to you. So then when we align that score, we look at how the organization really works. We're mapping what makes you feel you belong and to what the organizational culture is actually delivering.
2: Mm. And and that alignment question mm. um, is where it gets really interesting because you can start talking belonging about a match of what you personally need around you to feel like you belong and what a company offers, but you very quickly get to an ability at the aggregate to talk to diagnose and then to talk about culture and it's a much more sophisticated culture conversation than you know 20 minutes on the engagement score is 75 and i've noticed bob's team's a bit Mm. unhappier than Mm. sonya's or something um and when with (laughs) bob
1: bob it should be 77 Seriously. game on
2: bob yeah it was 76 last year Mm. you've gone down by one but the high performance norm has moved (laughs) (laughs) yeah but when we talk about culture in terms of belonging it is a much more sophisticated sophisticated conversation and we can talk about how we're prioritizing things one over another so profit over customers or vice versa mm. teamwork over individual achievement um, on whether pay is more important than flexibility and freedom. Mm. It really becomes a high-quality conversation about the nuances of organizational culture. You don't And you can't win belonging, mm. you balance it the right way, you prioritize addressing things that have caused behavior problems to creep in, mm. and you really can look strategically at whether you're delivering the culture you promised in a way that's right for your people and for your customers. And, you know, that's even before you start
0: to look at belonging from an inclusion and different diversity groups perspective. Yeah, is
2: powerful. Um, mm. And it
0: also gives you an opportunity to look for areas of misalignment around what's driving people to leave your business. So there's a huge amount of upside and opportunity in actually looking at belonging, um, heaps of potential. So, James, you're really close to this work we're doing. Yep. Where are we at with the scoring side of
1: this? Yeah, look, we're right at the point end on this one, which we're extremely excited about. Um, we think that we've got the ideas for this um Absolutely, were well thought through. We've had a look at the research on this, um, and we've been testing out those ideas with a range of people over the last twelve months or so. Now, the important it's thing to be able to, up to
2: eighteen, yeah, yeah, probably, yeah, it's yeah. going really well.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, so I think now we're really working through the scale for that, and we'll have more of an update. And excited to launch it out in April.
0: That is so cool. Um. So belonging's got loads more potential than a heap of other things we're currently doing now. Um. And I cannot wait to share more about it. And it's um it's kinda of like that cheer song, you know. I know it sounds sounds a bit naff, you know that where everybody knows your name. I, love,
2: I, love, mm. I really like that song. And it is pretty cool when people know your name. Like it it's is. pretty uncool when they don't. Yeah. I think that's also part of it. And Maybe I love that's that. where you start with belonging. Yeah. Know the person's name. That that's the cut through <laughs> element. Yeah. That's it. You, you can feel. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. True that. Right. Great conversation. I love talking about this. Even though we talk about this probably 11 times a day, every day, I even feel like I've learned a couple of things in today's podcast. Um, Before we sign off today's ep, James, what are we diving into next week? Yeah.
1: Pretty pumped for next week. We're going to cover congrats. You're a people leader. Now what's beyond the PD. We'll help you navigate what is most important when you step into a people leader role and how to get set up for success from day one.
2: And a lot more about the real stuff that actually matters to people, either, which is actually your impact on other people yeah. um, and not executive poise or faffing about with whether or not to iron your hair or what jewelry to wear. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've wasted a lot of no, time. No, <laughs> there, there'll be no etiquette classes? No. Oh. <laughs> there'll be no etiquette classes. Mm-hmm. Um, although you should have reasonable manners. I think that's important. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I think the other thing that we could talk about next week that I'd be really like to do is just a couple of points where, Uh, The appallingly bad behavior. And let's just call it the super shabby examples. And we're going to do the worst shabby leadership examples we've seen. Ooh. Like it. I'm going to go through my um, mental
0: notes on that one. Um, Mm It's going to be a great episode. Make sure you like us and subscribe to Article 23 via SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify. Or, you know what, just do all three of them. That's going to be great. Um, That'll make sure you never miss an episode. But for today, that is a big moi from us.
2: Thank you. Bye. Bye.